We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Welcome back to the Strike Zone. Powered by Graybar on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. So we know what Albert Pujols is doing right now is nothing short of incredible. Just how unlikely is it? We welcome onto the program right now a senior writer at uh, 538. If you're not familiar with 538, they're they're fantastic. They're not just a sports uh, thing. They, they get into a lot of politics in there as well, but they use numbers and advanced numbers to tell some really cool stories, and we're very happy to uh, welcome onto the program right now. He is a senior writer with 538. He is uh, Neil Payne. Neil, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing good. So you you had a really interesting piece uh, a couple days ago that broke down a number of different things for Albert Pujols when it comes to what he's doing uh, at his age, what he's doing uh, in his final year, and just doing some comparative things, what he's doing in terms of bouncing back from some pretty rough seasons. So obviously we, we can look at the numbers and know that he's doing quite well. Uh, but as you dissected this, did anything really catch you by surprise? Yeah, I think there were three factors that really jumped out to me. Well, first of all, it's just the fact that you don't see a season like this from someone his age practically ever. Uh, so I like to use the stat OPS plus. You you and your listeners probably know about OPS, on-base plus slugging. This metric just scales it relative to the league average where average is 100. So if you have an OPS plus of 150 like Albert does this season, that means he is 50% better hitter than the average hitter in Major League Baseball this year. And it's truly remarkable to have a guy at age 42 this year be 50% better than average. In fact, uh, the only other player who had ever done that at age 42 or older in a season was Barry Bonds in 2007 at age 42. He had he was 69% better than league average, so a little bit better than Albert has been this season. But, I mean, when you're talking about Bonds, who you make an argument, put aside the steroid stuff, you make an argument that he's the greatest hitter of all time, you're talking about some pretty elite company for a guy like Pujols. Uh, and then moving on to another thing that stood out to me is that this is also one of the best final seasons of a career ever. We know uh, Paul said that he was going to retire. People have been begging him not to and kind of to reconsider, but he's kind of sticking to his guns. And this is up there with, you know, Ted Williams, I think is the gold standard in 1960. He was 90% better than an average hitter in his final year. But like David Ortiz in 2016 had this amazing going away tour. He was 64% better than average. But Pools is almost in that same sort of conversation in that group. One of the best of all time. I thought it was interesting that Will Clark uh, in 2000, his final season of his career with the Cardinals of all teams uh, was 45% better than average. So he's also on that list. And then finally, just the fact you alluded to it earlier, that this resurgence basically came out of nowhere. Uh, if, if you look at Albert's 
previous handful of seasons, especially the previous five seasons, he was 13% worse than average as a hitter in those seasons. And now he has bounced back and having this incredible season. And it's really one of the best bounce back seasons ever, especially when you consider, again, his age. None of the other guys that bounced back from sort of a rough five-year period to have a great season were at age 40 or older, they were all kind of in their thirties and you have some interesting guys on there like Lonnie Smith, uh, you know, a name that uh, Cardinal fans will know as well. Um, But uh, you know, just to put all of those numbers together and think about this special magical year, it's something that nobody saw coming really. And it just speaks to like his belief, you know, he spoke uh, when he came back to the Cardinals that he had this belief that he still could be a contributing player and that it wasn't just a ceremonial return to the place where his career started. And he has proven that and then some this season. All right. So I can just tell listening to you talk like your love for all of this and you don't go right for 538 unless you love numbers but at the same time i can tell listening to you how you love as much kind of the story that the numbers are telling is that correct yeah i I think that's one of the most important things uh, especially when we're talking about using numbers to talk about baseball is the the context the history you know this game has such a rich history and I, i think when we see someone like Albert Pujols do what he's doing, it really brings out the history of the game because you're talking about a living legend. And it's really fun to kind of examine his place relative to these other names like Ted Williams, like Stan Musial. You know, he broke the uh, or uh, he, he surpassed him in total bases last week. That's I think one of the greatest things about baseball is that you have this incredible, rich, long history that there's a lot of numbers associated with it. And we didn't even talk about 700 home runs, which is an incredible number that he's he's sort of approaching and, and talk about rare numbers in the history of the game. You mentioned in your piece that at one point Pulse was the worst statistical player in all of Major League Baseball. And I know we got into just the, 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 the single-year differential and where he stands on that, but we're not talking about a guy who's a like a one-hit wonder. We're talking about a guy who was already a Hall of Fame player. His career diminished And now he's having this resurgence. How much more interesting does that all kind of make this? I think it adds a really, really interesting wrinkle to it because, like you said, you could even, you know, the talk before this season, and especially at the end of the Angels contract, you know, when they released him, uh, there were a lot of retrospectives about how, okay, it was pretty unique to have a player who was so dominant early in his career and then really fell off very quickly in the back half of his career once he got into his sort of early to mid-30s. And that was the story of Albert Pujols' career. So uh, in in some ways, I, I think this year does wonders for, you know, he didn't need it for his legacy. He didn't need it, you know, to be considered one of the inner circle great hitters of all time. But in a weird way, I think the story of his career, it's like a storybook ending that totally changes the narrative. Instead of talking about him as a guy where it's like, man, he was so good when he was young and when he was in his 20s, but he signed that contract, left St. Louis went to the Angels, and he just fell off a cliff and he wasn't the same guy. That's what we would have said before this season, but now every retelling of his career arc has to have that coda at the end where it's like, but man, when he went back to the Cardinals, he had an amazing final act. And I think there's something really special about that when you talk about, uh, you know, put that up against other stories that people had. I think it's a little like David Ortiz. Uh, You know, I mentioned him earlier, but he was another guy where, 
maybe he was starting to slow down in his career a little bit toward the end. And then he gave the fans an unbelievable send-off type of season. And this reminds me so much of that uh, with, with Albert this year. We're, we continue to be joined by Neil Payne. He's a, a senior writer with 538. You're in New York. Obviously, I'm in St. Louis. This year, there's so many things going on in addition to pool holes, the, the Molina Wainwright stuff and the battery. Like, it, with where you're at, is there much attention on what's going on in St. Louis, even beyond Albert Pujols? You know, I mean, I think it's uh, the the playoff race and the division race and just the fact that uh, things seem to have really tilted in the Cardinals' direction, especially for somebody like me who's who's really keeping track of things through, like, probabilistic models and things like Like, you find it, like, Fangraphs, we have our own little model that we have uh, projecting the season. And uh, the, the Brewers and Cardinals were very neck and neck around that fateful trade deadline. I think we're going to look back on that, especially, you know, when analyzing the Brewers and think about the moves that they made at that deadline and then the moves that the Cardinals made and look at the diverging paths of those two teams where – yeah, maybe the Brewers may still make the playoffs, but they're not going to win the division, most likely 85% chance uh, for the Cardinals right now. And just seeing that story play out, I think that's also one of the most interesting things. And just the fact that Albert Pujols has played a contributing role in that, especially recently. He's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball. Uh, and just the thought of him being like a very important contributor to a Cardinals team that's you know, stepping up in the division and kind of, uh, you know, taking a, a hold of it is also a really great part of that story, I think. So, yeah, it's, I think sometimes, you know, we get caught up in, you know, we recently in New York, we had the Mets and the Yankees played each other and it was kind of like, ooh, Subway Series, is this a potential World Series, uh, you know, preview and things like that, uh, that maybe it gets a little easy to lose sight of uh, stuff that's happening elsewhere. But you know, that's a great thing about baseball is, especially now we've got so many teams that are really interesting stories that will be in the playoffs and, and more playoff teams than ever, uh, obviously this year. And so I, I just think that this has been one of the great seasons that I can think of for like a lot of different storylines and it hasn't even resolved itself yet by any means. Do you think he gets to 700? I think so, especially the way that he's been hitting recently. Um, uh, just, just the fact that he's closed the gap so much uh, in the past, you know, few a couple weeks. Honestly, I, I don't think it's a stretch to to think that he'll have seven more home runs over the rest of the season. Uh, but then again, you know, it took him until now to get 14 on the season. So you know, maybe I'm I'm a little over optimistic. Um, but man, what what a chase that is going to be over the last you know month and change of the season. Before I let you go, so sometimes I'll reference something in 5:38, and people go, "What's that?" Uh, and you guys have been around for a while. You used to be part of a ESPN, technically. Um, mm-hmm. give, kind of give a, a, a plug. Tell people what 538 is and why sports fans should be uh, reading your guys' content on an everyday basis. Sure, of course. So the site, uh, the name of the site is a reference to the number of uh, electoral college votes uh, in, in you know, the presidential election. And that's a nod to the fact that we do a lot of political forecasting. We have a model for the midterm elections coming up. Uh, we have a lot of things of like, you know, how popular is the president and, you know, what's 
the uh, the balance of the uh, you know generic ballot between the Democrats and the Republicans. So we we try to cover uh, politics through this lens of sort of tracking who's ahead or who's behind and what are the probabilities. Uh, and you probably a, a lot of people if they do know us they probably know us through our presidential uh, prediction models. Uh, but we also try to do the same thing for baseball uh, and and football and basketball and just all the different sports. Like uh, we have a World Cup model that will roll out during um, uh, this November for the World Cup for soccer. So really, if there's a sport out there in a league, we try to have a, a prediction model for it where we can kind of analyze the, um, the odds of each team winning. And then we try to write off of those things like big changes in that or interesting stories involving players that have, uh, have, have found a new way to perform and things like that. So we, we really try to tell, like you mentioned earlier, this idea of like the human side of the players and the stories that they go through, but also try to bring numbers to it as a way to contextualize things, as a way to sort of make the, the, the stories pop off the page where it's like, oh my goodness, Pujols is having this season. That's in the same company as Ted Williams and, and people like that. So that's what we try to do. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been working as the sports editor there uh, for the past couple months. And so, you know, I'm really proud of the work that we've been able to put out in the sports section recently. It's, your piece on Pujols was great in the charts and just showing some of the names and what he's doing and, and you know, the three main things put together. It was really uh, an enjoyable read. And I hope all the listeners that I'm talking to uh, go read it because it was fantastic work. Thank you so much for your time. I hope we can uh, catch up again in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, me too. Thanks for the kind words. Awesome. There's uh, Neil Payne joining us. Uh, uh, he mentioned that he's been working as a sports editor, senior writer uh, with 538. And, yeah, it's, it's really cool, like, the charts that they put together. I know, I always, whenever I have people like that on that write something that takes as much work as it took to, to write that, I don't want to give it all away in the conversation. So, yeah, I would uh, encourage you to uh, read that, 538.com. You spell out. It's not like the number five, the number three, and the number eight. It's spelled out, 538 dot uh, com and just click on sports and scroll down a little bit and you'll see the Albert Pujols piece and it's really really good and really really interesting. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.